0: Hi everyone and welcome back to the first Quarter Club podcast. Today we're joined by Joe, as always, and today we've got Brooke Hendricks on the recording today. So Brooke is a professional footballer with quite the sporting career. Born in America, Brooke has played for a number of teams globally, including West Ham United in the UK. So Brooke has a really exciting journey to share with us today on today's episode. And we thought it'd be great to hear from a female sports star. Um Joe and I are quite keen to obviously interview people that are into motivation, fitness goal setting and sort of following their own dream career path and Brooke I think you're you're quite the you've done made quite a couple of achievements over the past few years so it'll be just great to hear your experience and and the trials and tribulations of what you've you faced during your your sporting career so welcome to the podcast
1: yeah welcome Thank you, thank you so much for having me. Uh, looking forward to yeah, answering some <laughs> questions. Let you know. No, absolutely, no, no, great.
0: Um, so yeah, I mean, we, I guess, we can just kick straight off. And and what we like to do with our guests usually is just to take it way back to, um, the late sort of teenage years and or early twenties when you're first sort of starting out your career. So, what kind of experiences did you
1: go through? Whether that's through education, your school life. Okay. Um. So, like my later teenage years. In America, um, it's probably a little bit different than the UK, I guess. Um, So in high school, we do club soccer, and then they kind of like try to help you get scholarships to different colleges, and scholarships are like a really big um, way to go to college here, which is really helpful. My family didn't have like a lot of money, so I had to really focus on getting that soccer scholarship and some academic money as well. So I worked really hard in high school to earn that. And then I ended up going to college to play soccer, as well as obviously get my degree. And I went to the University of Southern Mississippi, which was really fun. It was awesome. I had a great experience. Um, And there, so I got to keep playing soccer for four years there and keep getting trained. And my coach was helping me. And honestly, I didn't actually think I was going to play professional after college because I just didn't really think there's a lot of opportunities I didn't even really know about overseas all I knew about was the the NWSL in America and at the time it was only like nine teams maybe eight teams so Mm -hmm. I just didn't think it was going to be a realistic goal for me to have coming from a smaller school in America so I was actually preparing to go to grad school. I was like taking my GRE, my, like, it's like a, a test that you need to take to get into a graduate school. And I was looking at my options for that. And I was, I was very interested in prosthetics and orthotics actually, cause I have a, a kinesiotherapy degree All right. and yeah. So I was preparing for that, honestly. And then one day I was just like, my heart is not in this. Like, I really mm-hmm. want to keep playing. Surely I have other options and So this was after, like, a year out of college because I had to do internships in order to finalize my degree. Um, And I couldn't play soccer at the same time because they were full-time positions. Mm -hmm. So I was out of soccer. I was just kind of playing for fun, like, in the park or whatever. And um, my coach contacted me and was like, hey, like, I know a guy. You should link up with him from – and he's, like, in your hometown. I was like, wow, that's pretty crazy. So I was like, okay. So I – ended up meeting him and he said he would train me for for free which i thought was really nice because i was so like dedicated to um getting better and going overseas to play professionally so he trained me for like six months uh his name's alex palma in atlanta and he yeah i got got it all together i like really devoted my time and energy into it and i have really lovely parents that helped me <laughs> um help like, let me live in the house still. And kind of just, I just did, like, odd jobs to make it by, and make some money to kind of help out around the house while I trained. Um, and then I got a, a trial in Holland, actually, which then I went over and I, I didn't end up making it. I was, they, like, didn't offer me a contract. So I was like, okay, now what? I came back home and I was like, honestly, I, I really want this. Like, I don't know what it was. I had, like, this gut feeling that I was like, I'm supposed to do this. So I was like okay. Um and I know like some people aren't particularly religious but I am and I was like okay, god's telling me something else here. So I came back and I um I really like put my head down and I was like okay. So I trained four to five times a week, multiple times a day. I was playing on like multiple teams, like just anything I could do to get better and just get more touches on the ball. Um not the rest off I guess from the year off that I had. Year and a half actually. <laughs> <laughs> So then I, uh, I ended up getting another trial later, and I got offered a contract, but they said I probably wouldn't play much, so if I wanted an experience to go somewhere else, and then that's how I ended up in Scotland at Rangers. Wow. Yeah. So, so, so,
2: so what, was it, what was it like being sort of a, because it's like, what age do you sort of finish college in America? Is it sort of around the 21, 22 years old mark?
1: Yeah, 21, 22. Um, Depends, like I guess, when your birthday is.
2: Right. Okay. So, Um, what was it like, sort of being a a young adult, I guess, and then having to to sort of make it in a completely different country? So, you know, I mean, to us, I guess, Holland and Scotland is not too dissimilar because you know, back in the UK, but I can imagine it's a real culture shift and a real change from from what you're used to in America.
1: Right. It it really was. I didn't really know what to expect. (laughs) At that point, like I I had gone out of the country, but only briefly. Like for like vacation type or mission trips. And so I didn't really know about living in another country. Um, and yeah, you're young. You don't really know. I was like, kind of like, it's like kind of stressful too, because you're going by yourself. Like I had never really like, besides college, but then you're surrounded by people that are with you in the same boat. So it's, it's easier because you're all going through the same thing. Yeah. Whereas when I moved over at 20, well, I guess, what was it? 22. No one was in the same boat really like i was the only foreigner that came over on that team and they're like obviously making fun of my accent and like teaching <laughs> me all this scottish <laughs> words that i don't know or probably shouldn't know and um it was really it helped me grow a lot because it made me think about like what i want out of life who i really want to be um regardless of my circumstance or position in the world um and they really helped me kind of decide how I wanted to live my life away from a lot of other influences, um, right. which is really cool, actually. And it really helped me grow up a lot, um, having to, yeah, deal with the different culture, like the different foods, different words. So I was like, what is happening? <laughs> I, yeah, I didn't, I had to get a job in Scotland because it wasn't a professional contract, actually. Um, at the time, Rangers weren't paying. So I was like walking down the street. The, my host family was so kind to me. They helped me out so much. And um they're walk with me everywhere telling to help me get a job. <laughs> and I uh, I found, I found a subway, like a, the sandwich shop. And I was like, Hey, like I need a job. Do you have any? And they were like, Yeah, you can start tomorrow. And I was like, Awesome. So I just like came back. Mm-hmm. Luckily I have a British passport from my mom who she was born in London. So I was able to get all that That was a national insurance number. All that jazz to get a job, yeah, yeah, which helped out tremendously, tremendously, and yeah. So I worked there every day, uh, and I went to training after that every day, and just did what I could to make it by because I really wanted like my dream to work. Like I'd always wanted to be a professional soccer player. Didn't think it would happen. Then I got the opportunity, so I was like, okay, I can't waste this. Like I have to do everything I can to make this work.
2: I mean even for I think even for me and Hannah if we was to move up to Scotland that's a real sort of shift as
0: well I mean the language sort of isn't
2: that easy to yeah I was gonna say the, it's, it's and not the even weather like and...
0: <laughs> I was gonna say like the the accents are completely I don't understand some of my colleagues that are in Scotland Glasgow let alone oh yeah someone you know <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. there's a different twang it must be like quite
1: difficult for you to just oh, not not fit nice. in but you know what I mean well, both, yeah, fit in and just to understand what's happening. Like <laughs> the, the jokes just went right over my head. and I was like, I have no clue what's happening right now. But I'm gonna laugh anyway, just to be a part of it. And then, like in subway, I know if y'all pro- y'all know this, but like I didn't know what gherkins were at first. I was like, what are gherkins? Because they're like asking for this. On the I like pickles. And, like, little yeah. school kids are coming in. I'm like, what is this? They're like pickles. I'm like, oh okay. So I had to like keep apologizing for being American. I was like, just go slow. <laughs> I'll, I'll get it eventually just gotta help me out <laughs>
0: that's brilliant so so how long did you spend in good old subway like what was what how long was, was you there and was you um, were you you know obviously playing at the same time how did you find that balance and, and what was you
1: sort of doing in the meantime right um so I was working at subway pretty much the whole time I was in Scotland okay, um yeah. that was pretty much my form of income at the time so the host family I was with didn't they were really kind and they didn't make me pay I actually like, slept on, um, an, I guess you can say an air mattress. There was, wasn't much air in the mattress, but one of those <laughs> on the floor of my like, teammates' room.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: so I was there for four months, I believe, until the end of the season. I came halfway through and then finished the season with them. Um, yeah, so I worked at Subway for pretty much the whole four months. And I was also playing at the time, yeah. So I would go in the morning. I think I was at six. I had to go open um yeah I ended up actually after a week my boss was like hey you can open now you're you're ready and I was like okay Mm. I don't feel ready (laughs) but that's fine so I got like the keys to the place and I was like opening the little gate doing all the breakfast the breads everything yeah it was pretty crazy so I worked there until um mid-afternoon and then I'd walk home change go to training go home (laughs) sleep Mm -hmm. get up do it again it was pretty much the same
2: Oh, yeah so what, what sporting differences um did you find was there a difference between sort of the scottish uh and american because when i think of the american colleges it's a little bit different over here in england sort of you have i think of it like the with the football and various other sports you know these these vast crowds and there seems like a huge um popularity and huge support for like the university teams. but did you sort of find there was a little bit of a difference between leaving america maybe with this this um, sort of support and, and sort of the way they do things and then coming to to Scotland and that? Did you find there was much different sporting-wise or was it sort of similar?
1: Um, it was very different. So, like you said, there's a lot of support and camaraderie and there's, like, I don't know, like, whatever the word would be, like, very a lot of school spirit here. Um, and so, yeah, we always had crowds in the games. You were, like, always fighting for your school I guess but then I came to Scotland and it was like you were fighting for like your life almost (laughs) (laughs) because for Rangers especially versus like Celtic it was like that rivalry is insane right so and I didn't really know about it till I came over and I made the mistake once of wearing my Rangers like kit down the street like I was walking down the street with it (laughs) and I got abuse I got cheers I got anything you could think of I got it and I was like okay never doing that again For sure. (laughs) So, I learned the hard way, like how serious it is there. It's like a religion. Honestly, it was it was crazy. Like for that aspect, um, like football is like in people's blood and it it, like runs real deep. Um, Whereas soccer over here isn't as, I don't know, I guess long political, yeah, and political exactly. (laughs) Um, So that was a bit different. And like the crowds are mostly like. Parents or just like local people that wanted to come support. um I feel like it's still growing, especially in Scotland. Like it's definitely grown a lot in England, but Scotland, I think, it still has some some work to to do on the female side.
2: Yeah. She um, she so, so yeah. you, so you left you you had your four months in in Scotland. What was the next plan of action after then?
1: Next plan of action was to try to like earn an actual contract. So right, okay. I. Um, so the point of me going to Scotland, even though I didn't have a paid contract, was to get like film on me, like recent film against like, like uh, the top tier people. Right. OK. So Scotland still has a good reputation for like having decent soccer players. Right. So I playing against these people, people gave me a little bit more credit, especially overseas, because a lot of times they're like weary of signing Americans because they don't know how to play overseas. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I, I was kind of like I had to like earn some video and some credit basically there. I gave all the film to, I actually got an agent at this point because I didn't, I didn't have the connections I needed to uh, further my career. So I hired an agent and he helped me get a contract, an actual paid contract in Switzerland. Oh, wow. Yes. Yeah, so then I, I moved to a, <laughs> a different country after that, <laughs> went to Switzerland. I actually moved around quite a lot. Um, Switzerland was amazing. Different language, so that was an adjustment. No clue what they were saying. And Swiss German, <laughs> probably even harder than normal German. So I was like, lost. And it was like a couple words, like soccer words. That's what I learned first. And you've gone to two pretty cold destinations, haven't you? Oh my <laughs> like gosh. The, the, yes. weathers,
0: the weather's not great comparison to, to over in the US.
1: No, no. I don't think I've ever been so cold in my life, though, <laughs> as I was in Scotland. No. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, I, I was like bone chilling. I thought they were turning into icicles, my actual bones um and they were like some of them were still in like shorts and t shirt i was like Y'all <laughs> i can't do this because i'm from georgia in america which is the south which is mm. very warm i get like on the what is it latitude lines yeah it's actually like equivalent with near africa definitely not as hot as africa but like yeah. very warm in like a and temperate. all year round like you get humid right. weather don't you yeah yeah yes ma'am so it's it was a mess. I was like, okay, I can't do this. First day of Switzerland, <laughs> the first day, first training session, I show up, There's they started handing us all shovels. I'm like, what is this for? Go to the field. So we're shoveling off snow off the field so that we can train. And I was <gasps> oh like, my God. God, I don't know where I am right now, but <laughs> I don't think I like this game. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and in so in Switzerland, so did you do the same situation as in like moving in with a family or you had like a home that you could you know rent with someone because obviously that's that's a massive experience as well not only are you moving to another country or so moving in with another family like that's a bit of a shock to the system especially like how does that situation work does someone do they just like happily like you know welcome female footballers from another country <laughs> they're happy to
1: like, like how, how does yeah. that whole situation work out um well in scotland it just kind of worked out that way like the that family offered when i because the coach had talked to them and was like nice, hey would you yeah. mind hosting a a girl she just needs a few months like a place to live for a few months blah, blah blah um but with switzerland they put me in like an apartment kind of like but it was in the basement of a lady's house okay so yeah, I, yeah. So we had, like a i don't know like a little kitchen down there and like what i don't know what you call it it's like a mini apartment i guess um, yeah like a studio but, i guess Yeah. right knows. and yeah. uh the woman who lived there was really nice, I could tell. But she spoke only German, only Swiss <laughs> German. And I spoke no Swiss German. So it was interesting to say the least. We didn't have too many interactions. But when we did, it was really nice. Um, when we had, like, a translator there. Um, and she, like, made me some, like, nice breads and stuff sometimes. She was really sweet. But we just, it was so hard because we couldn't communicate in any way. Yeah, of which, course. Which is a weird feeling because, like, I like being like very like kind and being like how are you and how was your day and like that kind of stuff and I couldn't do that and I just felt so like almost ungrateful because I mm-hmm. couldn't tell her how I felt. So I tried to learn. I learned a few German words so I could tell her or sentences. I was like, like, like thank you so much or <laughs> I love your house, like whatever or something. Like yeah. That you. Like all these little, like little words and phrases just to try to have like conversation. But then she would answer in German. I was like, okay, no, nope, lost it. <laughs> so I, I try um yeah so it's mostly like the teams kind of organize it for you so now um in louisville i actually have an apartment with a roommate yes so like a lot yeah. all the team has an apartment with a roommate who is also on the team
0: that's nice though that must make it yeah. a like when you first had that experience that must have been sort of like a breath breath of fresh air at least you're going through the same thing together you can talk to each other about you know like the game or, or what you're doing that day which is quite nice Right. Exactly. It helps. Yeah. You're going
1: through the same struggles together, mm-hmm. which is like it's really odd being a young person as like a sporting professional um, because most young people our age and their 20s are like going to work during the day, weekends off. Like That's how they go and meet people. They go interact with people at nighttime or whatever. But we need to get our sleep. We have to eat right. We, have to, we can't really drink. We have to. Our games are on the weekend. So we can't actually go hang out so like you end up being really really close to your teammates yeah because you're going through the same things with them and you can't really interact with the outside world as much as you'd like
0: yeah of course and i suppose at this age as well you're you're still really young how did you find your friends your family you know colleagues back home or like people you went to school with like what were their sort of stance on it what were their opinions and did you come up against sort of any conflict or was everyone just sort of like Look, follow your aspirations, do what you love to do, um, and were supportive. Like, how did you find that?
1: Um, I had a bit of a mix. Um, My family, especially, were really supportive, which was very helpful. And I know that's not always the case, so I'm -hmm. I'm so grateful for that. Mm -hmm. They're super helpful with that. Um, But a lot of my friends are like, "Well, what are you doing? When when are you gonna?" Like a lot of the questions that like females get, especially is like, "Don't you want a family? When are you gonna settle down?" When are you going to get a real job? I, heard, I hear mm-hmm. that a lot. When are you going to get a real job? I'm like, well, oh. technically it is a real job. I, mean, I am getting paid, so it does count, I think. Um, but yeah, so that's a bit tough because people sometimes don't really take it seriously. They're starting to more now. Like at first, especially when I was going to smaller places and smaller teams, they were like, why Why are you doing this? Um, you're kind of like wasting your your long, young life away. And I was like, no, no, it's a crazy experience. It's amazing. And like some people saw that like, and they supported me. Like, that's so cool that you're getting to experience different cultures, travel the world, like, meet new people, and they're really cool about it. But yeah, a mm-hmm. lot of, there was a lot of um, backlash as far as, especially from being in the South in America, um, people get married younger and start families, and it's kind of like a culture thing. Like, it's more course, yeah. like, after college, like, oh, you meet someone in college, you get married, and then you have babies, and then you... Do this 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 it's like a normal uh, i guess the steps of becoming like a young woman and i yeah. kind of did not do that so <laughs> some people were like oh that's amazing and some people were like what are you doing with your life so do you know. find that that, cool.
2: that 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 attitude is sort of changing now like especially for like you, you must see a lot of um sort of younger uh, athletes coming through do you find that that pressure is still there or do you think it's sort of changing slightly
1: I think it's changing slightly. I think it's definitely getting better, which is nice. There's been a lot more, like in America, especially like they're supposed to have two more teams coming in. And there's been so many young girls at our game and young boys even. Um, That's good. Yeah, that mm-hmm. are just like looking forward to meeting us and being in our shoes one day. I think it's becoming more stable. And it's really, really nice to see that <laughs> it's come a long way. So maybe girls won't have to go the same struggles I went through to get to where I am now as far as the mini trials and the sleeping on floors and weird work situations I had to do like (laughs) paint fences sometimes like I was literally doing anything to make money to get by um but yeah I think it's definitely on up and up so you, so you,
2: you, you finished your sort of your, your time in Switzerland, as you said. and uh, I even saw that you, you spent some time in Iceland, so obviously you must love the cold. But when <laughs> the, the, the big one comes in is your time in Italy. Um, now, that seems like it was a real success. And was that sort of a little bit of a turning point in your career, really?
1: I really think so. That's really what helped me out, is when I got to Italy and played for a better, a better team in a good league. Yeah. Uh, I had a chance to really, like, prove, like, that I could do this. Uh, we had played in Champions League as well against Ajax, which is kind of funny. It was, like, a little bit full circle. I, I liked it <laughs> a little bit. Um, so I tried out at Ajax. My second trial was there, and that's the one that told me that they could give me a contract, but I wouldn't play. And I was like, all right, fair enough. So then, like, maybe a year later, I was in Italy. And our first Champions League game was against Ajax. Oh no! Uh, And we ended up beating them in the second game, and to move on to the next round. And it was, it was pretty sweet, to be honest. But um, (laughs) I don't know. It was just I was like, I'm glad I kept working hard and didn't give up there, because letting someone, kind of like define what you can and can't do, uh, can like break your dreams, can crush you, can hold you back. And I think as long as you're believing in yourself, like I believed in myself to move on and not be held in a box there and i think it really showed me like hey you you did the right thing which was really cool to see yeah, yeah absolutely.
2: It, it must be i mean especially sort of traveling to different countries and, uh, and especially sort of being so young as well i mean you know i was sort of in that position and you know you're sort of really chasing for something and I think sometimes it does seem, especially from the outset, that that these teams can be a little bit cutthroat as well, especially to sort of the younger players. You know, you imagine having yeah. someone telling you your your dream, you, you can't do this anymore, or maybe your future's not here, especially away from home. And that it must be quite hard. You know, must have developed quite a thick skin over the years.
1: Definitely, definitely. Um, you kind of have to have a thick, a little bit of thick skin in this profession, just because. I mean, it's a performance profession, right? So, you have to perform or you're not going to get playing time. You're not going to get playing time. You're not going to – it's hard to get better unless yeah. you're really working on your by yourself on the side. So, um, there's a lot of pressure. Even now, like, even if you're a starter or not a starter, it's still a lot of pressure to, like, maintain your performance and mm-hmm. keep doing what you can for the team. So, and, like, coaches have their own agenda sometimes, and maybe you don't agree. Maybe you, you get along with one coach but not another. So, it's – there's a lot that goes into it, a lot of mental side that I think people don't – Um, take seriously enough and I think I wish I would have known from a younger age that like you have to back yourself you have to find other purpose besides just on the field stuff because you're not always going to be on the field and Mm -hmm. if you find your value and only if you're a starter then you're not going to make it far in this profession Um, because it's very very hard to maintain that performance constantly because I mean we're humans our bodies break down Mm -hmm. our minds break down someone else comes in like we need a different formation like sometimes it's not even about you it just needs to be another person in there so I think there's a lot that goes into it that you kind of have to really maintain having a sense of value in yourself no matter what's going on
2: yeah I think
1: was part of me at the beginning especially being in a like you said in a different place as a young player and like you're coming into their team like you're the you're the outsider like yeah earlier. of course yeah
0: and it's kind of like it's its not like you're just getting one like one job interview just put it into perspective and you get the job and then you can just sort of like crack on and, and you know mm-hmm. not work as hard you have to continue like can be continuously showing that you're at that level and I guess you get like graded as well per game or through throughout each season um, right exactly yeah so I, I can imagine that must be tough but then I guess on the flip side How did you find moving to Italy and then to obviously other, other countries? I think it's incredible that you've had this opportunity and, you know, like I think a lot of people would look up to that and be like, wow, this is a a once in a lifetime opportunity. You're, you're so lucky to, you know, be able to go away and experience Italy. And I bet you made some sort of friends there and, you know, experienced the country. How was that for you?
1: Oh, it was amazing. Like you said, like my journey was, hard and tough but I wouldn't trade it for anything mm-hmm. um I felt very blessed looking back at how um yeah privileged I am to honestly be able to experience such different cultures and see such beautiful places Italy for example is incredible like the people mm-hmm. were awesome the food is amazing mm-hmm. um the atmosphere it was there's so much passion in Italy and they just they really enjoy their football which is so fun to be a part of like, they like like, trying new tricks. They like trying, like, I don't know. It was just, like, exciting yeah. to be there. and yeah. Something different. Like, it's more how they express themselves. Whereas, like, I don't know if you, like, in the UK, I guess, there's more structured football. And, like, this is, a, like, the way we do things, very organized, tactical. Yeah. Whereas Italy yeah. is, like, free for all. Whatever you want to do, if it works, they love you. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> it's, like, was <laughs> really fun. It's really fun football. Um, and then, yeah, the the whole culture is just so relaxed. Like, I, I don't get how anything gets done there because I <laughs> hanging hang out am like, They have like a perativo in like the middle of the day and then you just go and have snacks and drinks. I'm like, OK, this is fun. I like this. Um, yeah, yeah, our, it,
2: our it, European it, counterparts can be a little bit lazy sometimes. I've <laughs> certainly gone on, a, go on a holiday sometimes and you think yeah. you go out for the day, I'll go to the shop. Oh, exactly. well, they're closed from like 12 to 2. And you think, God, no wonder they get nothing done.
1: Exactly. <laughs> no, I, there's just, I go to the, like a store and they just, their hours say they're open, but there's no one there. I'm just like, okay, <laughs> we'll come back another day then. I don't really know. Um, it's
2: a thief's paradise, that is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but the people, yeah, I made I made a lot of good friends there. Um, such warm people and loving people. And they like they kind of, I feel like in each place I learned something new or like picked up that i wanted to be a part of my life um and Italy, for example i really really loved how loving they are toward each other and they're like not afraid to show affection like they're always like life's too short hug someone like they're kissing Mm -hmm. each other all the time they're hugging each other (laughs) like i don't know they're just so such a loving people and i i thought that was really cool to see and i think some other cultures don't do it enough Mm -hmm. um and like we're all people, we're all going through the same stuff. So I feel like sometimes you just you just need a hug. You're like, hey, I'm here for you. you know? So so it must yeah. have been a bit of a
0: contrast for you then coming over to the UK, where <laughs> everyone's very stern faced <laughs> in London, very miserable, yeah. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> won't even not even smile to each other on the bus, let alone um, <laughs> hug and kiss. How did you? Exactly. Was that was that the next step? Or what was what was the step after Italy? Like where did you go from there?
1: Yeah, after Italy, I did, I went to England. It was uh, England. Yes, and I was in England for a year and a half, I believe, at West Ham. And that was amazing. Cool. It was different for sure. A lot of uh, what do you know, what they call banter. I had to get used to that. I was like, do people act like me or they don't? I can't tell if they're making fun of me or. If they're <laughs> yeah,
0: it's yeah. a little bit more harsh, isn't it? You
1: know, it's, it's funny. I liked it. I, and I like that part too. And I like how in England, they maybe they're not so loving, but they're, um, they hold you accountable and they make you laugh. And it's just like, it's all in good fun. So it helps you have a little more thick skin again.
0: Yeah. And you mentioned your your mum was from London originally, right? So have, is this the first time you'd been to London or have you been there previously when you were younger? Um, was it a new experience for you?
1: It was a new experience. I had been to London before, but only for like 10 days when I was, I think, 14. Sure. We came over on like a spring break trip with my soccer team and we played against like some teams over there uh, just for fun and but obviously when you're with like your whole team who's are who are all Americans um you were still kind of doing American things just in a different place so it wasn't like yeah I got the full experience of the culture and then when I came over more like by myself there was there was two other Americans on the team with me um but we still had to be involved in all the British customs like we went to tea we like
0: learned, uh,
1: the ratio of milk to tea and which biscuits to buy and all that stuff.
2: very important it was definitely important.
1: A joke. <laughs> my mom's actually American um yeah so my she was just born in London because my grandfather was in the Air Force so he happened to be stationed in London at the time when my grandma was pregnant and so my mom just happened to be born in ah. London yeah. Oh, and right, was there okay. for six months, so she's very much American.
2: Um, so she doesn't have very good. Well, she doesn't have any memories of London. No,
1: none. No memories at <laughs> all. Really.
2: But um, that, no, yeah, because yeah, I mean, England is. Uh, I can imagine it is is such a uh, culture. I mean, even just the uh, sort of the nights out and just going out out for for, for dinner, even and just certain right. things and stuff. You know, even though it's you know still Western culture, is still slightly different to what you're used to. I guess. Exactly.
1: Exactly. I did like yeah. the Sunday roast, so though. I think that should be a real thing everywhere.
2: I, have you? Uh, did you experience Nando's at all? Because I feel like that, <laughs> is, a sta- that is a staple of, of English culture at the moment. <laughs> it is.
1: Yeah, no, I love Nando's. I always put the, words, the mango lime sauce. The best
0: <laughs> Great question, Joe. Yeah, um, no, I, had, I had to. I had to get it in, you
2: know, <laughs> representing. <laughs>
0: yeah, um, I mean West Ham as well. That's a that's a pretty big team in the UK. Like, so just like I think for us, I mean, I can I can actually see the stadium from from where I live, which is quite okay. quite, quite a fun fact. But um, it's a it's a big team, and obviously I, I know a lot of supporters, friends, family, and it's it, that must have been a huge achievement for you when you actually got signed to to play for the women's team
1: there. Yeah, it really was. Um, cause so most most of the teams, actually all the teams I had signed for previously, no one but from back home knew who they were. They're were like, oh yeah, good job. But then I was like, I signed West Ham, and they <laughs> yeah. were like, Ham, I know them. Like, cause obviously the Premier League's fairly big over here, um, so they had heard of West Ham, and they were like, wow, that's awesome. And I was like, finally gotten some like respect, even in America for it. And, um, so it was really exciting, especially since it was their first time in like the top flight in women's football. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was really cool to be a part of like that first season.
2: Mm. Um, and again, you, you said sort of that the the football um, that was played was sort of slightly different to, um, you know, where you played in Europe. Did you find that you had to adapt to it at all? Or was it sort of quite easy to get into the group?
1: Um I did have to adapt a little bit because they had certain, certain things that they wanted out of the center backs to do. So in Italy, I actually played the outside of a 3 three back right okay and then in england they don't usually do that as much and we played a four back and so i had to learn one i they put me on the left side center back and so but in previous i was on the right of the outside center back if that makes sense
2: yeah yeah yeah
1: so that was a little bit different so i had to learn a lot about how they wanted to play it was a lot more structured like i said than italy so there was certain passes they wanted to come out of the back certain things to do um but i mean obviously football's like a universal sport, right? So I knew mm-hmm. what to do. I was like, okay, my job is to get the ball out of the net. So I was <laughs> able to like my American stuff as far as like putting in some hard tackles, winning headers, uh, just like the effort part of American football, like where it's like never say die kind of thing. Like, yeah, like we'll do anything to get the ball out of the net. Um, block with our face, whatever we need to. Um, so I got to bring that part of the game, which I thought was, which was cool. I get got to keep that part of my uh like how I play, my personality, all that stuff. But then I also got to adapt to learning the technical side, the tactical side a little bit more, which we don't really go over as much in America, which it actually helped me a lot now coming back to America to have that tactical awareness and knowledge. Yeah. Um Yeah. So England mm-hmm. taught me a lot about the actual game of like reasons behind why people do things.
0: Mm-hmm. And what about the, the leadership or management styles from different countries? How did you
1: find that so in the other countries that didn't speak english i didn't really have to worry about it because i didn't understand what they said <laughs> <laughs> i guess that <I> helps, yeah <laughs> yeah exactly it's like uh the italian coach was super passionate and he'd just be screaming his head off and i was like i have oh. no clue what you're saying but i i think i'm doing something wrong like i'll try to fix it um but i, I was a little bit i had a little bit more freedom in those countries because they either didn't speak to me because they couldn't speak english or They just yelled at me and they said, so I just did what I wanted to anyway, which was kind of nice because I didn't, I could just do what I saw. Um, But then, yeah, I get to England and here and obviously they speak English. So I had uh, a coach, Matt Beard in England. I don't know if y'all have ever heard of him, but he's such a nice guy. But And then he just completely turned to uh, a different person on game day like <laughs> I loved it. it was just awesome but he just like became so passionate and so like involved on game day and just screaming and his his face got red and it was it was it was funny I don't know yeah you, you just have to like take managers how they are um and just accept what you can do mm-hmm. and just let them let them because they like they're people too so they have their ways of expressing themselves so you just kind of have to accept however it's going to be um yeah. and try to keep your head <laughs> level like you said and just do what you need to do and know what's going to happen and what's going to happen.
0: Yeah, of yeah. course, because
1: I feel like it makes a huge difference. To I'm just trying to compare
0: it to like a, a job in the workplace, for example. Your colleagues mm-hmm. and your team and your management, it does make a huge impact on how much you enjoy what you're doing if that makes sense and, it, and how right. much you enjoy your job so you mm-hmm. know like I, I can it could it must be pretty strange going from country to country having a lot of different management and just seeing the difference between each of them but um, right. no that makes yeah. sense
1: yeah it's definitely a learning curve every time I move to a new place um, but usually the coaches are pretty gracious about that like knowing I came from a new place mm. um, and try to help me like learn what they wanted so like obviously sure. each coach wants something different even in the same countries so you have to kind of learn what they want and how you're going to bring what you're good at to the table too. Cause obviously you don't want to change who you are. Cause they, they brought you there for a reason there. Like mm. they like you for something. So you want to maintain who you are while learning the system that they want to play at the same time, which is, so you have to find like a balance, which I think is probably the hardest part in professional soccer. Cause yeah, you got to stay who, true to who you are, but also learn and grow and, <laughs> uh, even better every time right so yeah
0: and i think that applies to a lot of different jobs right because you're, exactly. you're
1: employed you're employed on the basis that you've got the
0: skill and you, you've got the requirements that they are looking for but mm-hmm. at the same time you want to adapt and actually grow and and
1: learn new things so yeah it must be must exactly be and we always laugh here on like on the team we're like imagine if this is the workplace like <laughs> your boss just comes in screaming at you what are you doing <laughs> like what <are> is <laughs> so wrong and, and we just like crack up that it would be like verbal abuse in like a different spot. But <laughs> we just accept it because that's how it is in our world.
2: So so going from um from West Ham to the newly established racing uh Louisville, if I got that wrong. Oh, I feel like I've butchered that completely. Right, okay. So how 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 is it going from sort of an established team with an established setup to a new team? Because they were set up in two thousand and nineteen, wasn't they? So yeah. So it, I mean, you don't have that necessary that that culture or that history, do you? Did you find that that was an issue at all? And what sort of made you think? Do you know what you you want to take the step back to America?
1: Um, well, I was I was in America last year on a different team, um, and so I'd already come back here. I was kind of just wanting to be closer to my family, to be honest. That's the main reason for the move, mm-hmm. um, and because I had been in Europe for a number of years at that time. So I was like, okay, I want to come back and just see what it's like and try this league because I've always wanted to play in this league, obviously, as a little girl growing up in America. Um, so then when I had the chance to move to Louisville, I I was actually really looking forward to it because we're like the first professional team and I forgot how many years, like 50 years here or something like that. So the whole, the whole city is really into it. And it's like right. a soccer city, which is really cool, which is like different for America because most cities have like the NFL team or the NBA team or the MLB team, it's like the baseball, basketball, all those teams. Right. So it was really cool to come to like a more of a soccer city, even though they are new. The setup's unreal. Like they treat us equally to the men that are here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The stadium's beautiful. I don't know if you've seen pictures of it, but it's amazing. Yeah, I've um,
2: seen a couple of photos online. Really, it? yeah, it's so just about having that, that new stadium. You're like, wow, right. you must take your breath away.
1: It does. It's it's incredible. And like the whole city is so excited to have us here. So it doesn't even feel like we're new, to be honest. It feels like it's been here a while and everyone is fully behind it and supporting it. And I think that makes a huge difference when you are a new team.
2: Yeah, yeah, because that, that must be sort of really off-putting, sort of having sort of fans that are sort of maybe there for the first time that sort of seeing it as more of an experience rather than sort of you know as you say like you went you you played for rangers and you mm-hmm. like deep and rescue yeah there was like a rich history there you know it's quite hard <laughs> sometimes when when these new teams sort of set up and you know they're happening in the mls as well when you said that yeah. two new teams are coming it might be quite, it must be quite hard to sort of generate that hype to get sort of right. people in but interested in the first
1: place exactly and i think that's kind of like the challenge, but also what makes it exciting is that we get to be a part of the history. Like from now on, we're the start of it. So whatever history we can build from this is started with us, which I think is really cool and exciting. Um, whereas like, yeah, for Rangers, you're just stepping into furthering their history, right? So yeah, you actually get to be a part of the build of it. And like, we can make it whatever culture we want because we're mm-hmm. the first, which I think is like a unique experience to have
2: yeah no definitely definitely so so did, so when you stepped on the field for the first time um in the in the sort of in that league, what, what was that feeling like? Were you sort of nervous because you're all like apprehensive because you know you said like, you've been dreaming of this since you were a little girl, was there like any emotions or was it like just get the job done you know sort of <laughs> game phase back on?
1: yeah um I think always at the beginning of, like every game I'm a little bit nervous, and I think it's honestly, I think it's healthy to be a little bit nervous because it shows that mm. you care and like you want to do well, you know. Um, so yeah, I was like, I think it was nerves for sure. I was excited though. I was so like seeing all the fans when we came in and they're all cheering for us and you just want to like, it is a new team, but I wanted to represent the city well coming out, stepping on the field. Um, so I was excited to just like give my best and honestly, that's kind of what I hold on to is, yeah, maybe I might not have the best game, but the one thing I can do is give everything I have, whatever my best is for that day, that's what I'm going to give um and I just kind of held on to that from the beginning even though I was nervous I was like all right I'm gonna do whatever I can to the best of my ability mm-hmm. and I'm gonna walk out of here with my head held high and we ended up doing really well and once the whistle blows it's just soccer again it's not there's no like the nerves kind of go away and you just you start to play
0: of course yeah yeah and I mean it's a quite an incredible journey you've seen so much and you've gone from your strength to strength through different teams and You've seen so many different cultures as well. And it's kind of come full circle. Um, and all in such a short amount of time, right? So, I mean, a fantastic opportunity. You've obviously grown a lot as well throughout that period. Um, in terms of sort of like next steps and goal setting and what you want to do in the future, um, have you got any sort of short to medium term plans? Like what what are your next career goals on the pun?
1: Yeah, no, it's good. yeah I really I'd like to stay here for a little bit and just kind of keep helping this. This club grow and um, get better, and just be a part of, like I said, the culture that we're starting and creating here. Um, mm-hmm. I love to continue to be a part of that. Um, and then after, obviously, I'm getting I'm getting older uh, all the time. Yeah, like we all are. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> so I guess I'm I'm kind of looking to the future a bit, like when I can't play soccer anymore. And I'm just trying to like kind of find what interests me. I don't really want to go back to school at this point in my life i would prefer to pursue like a different career um mm. honestly i'm actually looking into the fbi which sounds uh, kind oh of <laughs> yeah um but my my teammate and friend she was introduced to these fbi agents in houston they came to like recruit female athletes because they need more Women in the field and were obviously good at teamwork and following orders and um, being tough and being physically fit. So they were trying to, they were like recruiting female athletes, and I, it sounded really interesting to me.
2: But no, but I suppose it with that as well, it sort of gives you uh, options as well. And, and I suppose, you know, at least you can sort of look back and go, look, you know, I really gave it a shot with with the athlete, uh, sorry, with being a, a professional athlete, you know, mm-hmm. he, he was able to travel the world on that as well, which is good. Right. So, you know, hopefully that, you know, when, when you do finish your career uh, and that at least you can sort of, um, sort of put a lid on it and say, yeah, you know, I gave it my best shot.
1: Right. And that's, that's what I've been saying this whole time. Honestly, I've, I've achieved way more than I thought I would coming from a very small town in Georgia where I had like my dad as mm-hmm. my coach till I was like 15. Um, I don't know. I wasn't ever really taken seriously in that aspect of wanting to be a professional footballer, and I've I've done more than I ever thought I would. Um, So I feel honestly very blessed with the career I've already had, and I'm hoping to keep going with it as far as far as it takes me. And yeah, be able to I can I know already that I'll be able to hang up my boots, happy and proud of myself. Good. So so
2: just just sort of so we we have quite a lot of um, sort of younger listeners. Uh, potentially Mm -hmm. we have a a lot of listeners that are sort of at the crossroads in their development as well um what would you suggest to um sort of younger athletes sort of starting out because you must have been surrounded when you was at college and uh, at these teams um with people that didn't make it and they might have had to join the fbi when they was a bit (laughs) younger um what would you sort of suggest to um to people that sort of um Or in those situations, or even people that are sort of you know wanting to emulate your success and and really make a go of it
1: right um that's why I always tell people like younger kids that I'm around um that everyone has their own journey, like so my journey is gonna look different than someone next to me. Some girls go straight into professional out of college, some girls have to go ar- around the world like I did first to get back to where I am now, and I, I think. Either journey or any journey, even if you, some of my friends didn't want to play anymore after college or couldn't or didn't, it just didn't work out for them. And they're so happy in the jobs they have now. So I think whatever kind of like life keeps handing to you and you just keep going with it, whatever you're truly passionate about, whatever you follow, like if it is soccer, then go for it. And you might have to do a different path than someone else, but I don't think it makes it the wrong path. Like I said, I feel very blessed that I had to go around the world because I got to learn so many things and meet so many different amazing people that I never would have had a chance to if I just went straight into professional from the first year. Um, And then, again, people go from a first year professional. It's amazing the journey that they can take after that. Um, And like I said, uh, my friends who didn't make it or didn't want to make it, they, they found something else that's also brought them passion and enjoyment. And I think that's amazing too that they've been able to, even some of them have started families and are in a job that they never thought they would be in. And I think it's all about kind of, I don't know, believing in yourself, whatever you can do and whatever doors are open in front of you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I think that's sort of really important. And I think especially. Um, after the the year we've had as well I think uh, a lot more people are realizing that as well
1: exactly and I think yeah. I think the problem is people think there's like a one way to do something or the right answer or like only one path for them and I just I personally don't believe that I think there's a lot of different ways that I could have gone and I still think they would have been good ways to go like I don't think this was my only my only path that I could have taken for it to end up good for me
2: mm yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree with
1: that no i think that's really good advice for anyone to be
0: honest i think yeah excellent um so yeah thank you so thank you so much brooke we won't take up too much of your time um it was really great to speak to you as well and thank you so much for sharing your experience and your journey it's been so insightful i've learned a lot about uh, football myself so yeah thank you so much Oh, <laughs> well, thank yeah. you so much
1: for having me i really appreciate it it's been it's been great Thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast.
0: We hope you enjoyed it.
2: Make sure to leave a five-star review on whatever platform you get your podcast from and check us out on Instagram at The First Quarter Club. See you next week.